way that it actually works is they're coming through your own internal dialogue. So everybody Mm. has what I call the egoic mind. It's the monkey mind that chatters all day long. And everybody has an intuition, which is why people say, go listen to your heart. Go listen Mm -hmm. to your gut. If there wasn't a secondary thought system, people wouldn't say that. They would just Mm -hmm. say, go think for a while. That heart-gut connection is us tuning into our intuition. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. This episode is for my listeners who are here for the woo or are at least woo curious because even I had a bit of a hard time wrapping my head around everything we covered in this conversation and I know that it's just the tip of the iceberg for our guest. Her name is Julie Jansis and she gave us a crash course on spiritual gifts, connecting to the other side, how to seek support and clarity from our spirit team, a very real thing, and the best ways to hone our intuition in order to create our dream lives. Now, I hung up from this interview just floored by all of the stories and wisdom Julie shared in this episode, and I know you're going to find it just as interesting and uplifting as I did. Before we jump in, let me introduce you to Julie Jansis. Julie is the angel medium and host of a top 10 spiritual podcast, Angels and Awakening, which receives over 2.5 million downloads a year in 70 plus countries around the world. She is a big deal, guys. And Julie is a world-renowned angel expert on a mission to teach you how to connect with your angels and loved ones on the other side in order to make living heaven on earth. She has an incredible personal story and testimony that the most amazing evidence of how healing her work is and is even in talks to possibly have her own reality TV show where you would quickly fall in love with her smile, laugh, and energy. I know that the show is audio only, but I saw her on video and her energy is just so contagious and vibrant and amazing. You're going to love her. So without further ado, let's begin this week's episode. Hello, hello, Julie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun blessing. Yeah, I am so excited to have you. And I wish that like we recorded videos for our podcast so that we publish them because I can see Julie's face, guys. And she has like the most radiant smile, like such a joy for the end of my Friday when we're recording this. And she has like the best background with all of her crystals and her color coded books and her like, I love you all. It's it's a vibe. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Such good energy. And I know that we have some really cool stuff to talk about that I don't think we've really dove into on this show specifically. We definitely have had guests that speak about spiritual things and speak about manifestation and speak about intuition, things like that. But we haven't had someone talk about like angels and spirit guides and things like that. So I'm so excited to tap into this work and get it all from an expert. Yay. Yeah. So, so excited. So just to give people a little bit of like a origin story, if they haven't met you yet, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be known as the angel medium and doing 
Reiki and like spiritual awakening conversations all the time. Like give us kind of the origin story of all of that. Cause I, what I've usually seen is that people that are in this work have like some crazy cool story to kind of usher them into that era. (laughs) Well, that's for sure. So I was working in corporate America, what I would consider corporate America, and had worked my way up to the title I wanted to be at, to having a team working for me. I was on a trajectory to the top of my industry and didn't have any reason to step away, but felt completely unfulfilled when Mm -hmm. I went within myself. And My dad and I had a rocky relationship because of his infidelity throughout the years and my loyalty to my mother. And Mm. so throughout my teens and my 20s, we tried to come back together, but never really made that deep connection. And you can love a person, but not like love their behavior, right? Mm. So he passed away when he was on his third wife, I was from his first. And because we weren't in constant contact, she just thought I was a bad kid. She didn't really know the whole backstory Mm. and she didn't call to let me know. Oh my gosh. So it's an entire month that goes by from August 5th, 2015 to September 5th, 2015, where I am starting to hear that very first day that he had passed. Every single time I brush my daughter's hair, she needs a hairbrush like I used. She needs a hairbrush like I used. And mind you, I have no idea that my dad is on the other side. My dad was very, very spiritual. He was very philosophical. And it would so be like him to come through and to make this connection. So I'm hearing this voice within my head every single time. Does it distinctly sound like your dad's voice too? No. That's the weird thing when spirit comes through. And I had watched the Long Island Medium, you know, that came out about 2011. This was 2015. And I always thought that when you were a medium bringing through information from loved ones on the other side, that it would sound like their voice. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my assumption for sure. Yeah. And that you would like see them kind of physically, but maybe translucently right in front of you. That's not the way that it works at all. (laughs) And I can tell you that because I have worked with thousands and thousands and thousands of clients doing readings and working in groups. The way that it actually works is they're coming through your own internal dialogue. So everybody Mm. has what I call the egoic mind. It's the monkey mind that chatters all day long. And everybody has an intuition, which is why people say, go listen to your heart. Go listen Mm -hmm. to your gut. If there wasn't a secondary thought system, people wouldn't say that. They would just Mm -hmm. say, go think for a while. That heart-gut connection is us tuning into our intuition. And it really turns out that that intuition is the radio that also connects you to your angels on the other side, that connects you to your spirit team, that I call it, your loved ones over there as well. So I kept hearing this voice and I really thought that I was going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And when you have a spiritual awakening, what happens within your head is your consciousness splits. So, Mm. so much of humanity is on this autopilot, 
where they're subconsciously acting, behaving, speaking, taking action from a place that they don't really truly understand. They're just listening to the egoic mind within them and following what it says to do, which means that they're not driving their lives. Mm -hmm. When you listen to your intuition, you're the observer of the thoughts within you. And you get to make the choice from your soul self. What is it that I really want? Yeah. So I got the call September 5th when I was at work and immediately had this vision of my dad combing my hair when I was a little girl before school. Mm. And he was using a hairbrush that I hadn't remembered in. Yeah decades. It was a wooden handlebar with these boars bristles. And I had only used a big old paddle brush since my parents' divorce. So she needs a hairbrush like I use. Totally makes sense because it was one of the things that was so distinctly my dad was his hairbrush. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then once you made that connection you're like had that download that that was your dad coming through to you like then where do you go next (laughs) with that information yeah so I work with a lot of people who I'm not woo-woo extreme myself I might sound that way to some people but I grew up going to Catholic school and then when my parents divorced huge mega Christian church right Mm-hmm. And you don't touch this stuff there. Yeah. This is not something that they talk about or, or work with. So I started working with some people who are experts in this work. And as I'm working with them, just kind of feeling like, oh, no, am I supposed to be doing this? Mm. And prayed, you know, God, universe, source, if this isn't of you, take it away. Like take away this gift. And I said, I'm going to pray this for six months. And after that six months, I'll have my answer. I know you'll bring Mm -hmm. it through. So I did. I prayed every day for six months and got the same answer every day for six months, (laughs) which was that internal voice, right? Again, within you. And I kept hearing, Julie, since you were a little girl, you asked me to work through you. And this Mm. is how I have to work through you. So Mm. at the end of the six months, I said, okay, well, where's my teacher? And the teacher was right there. And I ended up studying with experts in this on all the different coasts. Amazing. Okay. So then how does that correlate with your, like you reaching kind of the pinnacle of your career, like you're, you're achieving what you thought you were supposed to achieve on paper. You're not feeling fulfilled. That's coinciding with this like spiritual awakening and you're tuning in to your gift where do you go from there? Do you start taking clients right away? Do you, Are you telling people? I imagine like a lot of your community was maybe in the church and stuff. Like how is that? How does that unravel? Not yes. unravel. Yes. Um, how does that transition? <laughs> Great question. So when I started really studying this, I wanted to really be able to say I know what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I studied for six months very intensely right after my dad passed away, packed this away for six months, and then studied for another eight months very intensely with Mm -hmm. various different teachers. And after going through those programs, opened my business, but never said to people, oh, and by the way, every time I'm doing energy healing on you, hey, your spirit team is right there and they've got messages. 
I would kind of just surprise people <laughs> with that when they got to okay. the session. And I would ask people, you know, like messages are coming through. Is it okay if I bring these through? I didn't know what to expect, Marie. Like mm-hmm. I was just following my heart and I was just following that voice within myself. And it was shocking to me too, because when I went through my very first energy healing program, when I work on a person, your spirit team is right there, your angels, mm-hmm. your loved ones. And a lot of times, emotional energy comes through us and is cleared by coming out of us through tears, right? Mm. So a lot of people would have these tears coming through in a session and it's very powerful. It's very emotional. It it helps people to understand why they're here, what's in their soul contract, what they're supposed to be working on. And I think a lot of people just leave with the hugest sense of peace and relief Mm -hmm. and feeling truly loved and supported from the other side because they got the specific validation that they needed in that Mm. session. So people just kept referring. And within Mm -hmm. six months, I was just completely booked out. Yeah. Just by word of mouth. Just by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think it's probably a universal experience or like everyone I know has experienced a time where they feel lonely. They feel frustrated. They feel stuck. They feel like they're not aligned with like what's happening in their life or they just are confused why why things are happening the way they're happening. And so I can imagine having that like comfort and connection and guidance would just bring such an a sense of like peace and certainty that like everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. So if you're interfacing and like communicating with people's spirit teams and like reading their energy and stuff all the time, what does that mean for now? I'm just like curious about like your experience too. So like, what does that mean for you in terms of your energy and like you taking care of yourself? Because I imagine my way I'm envisioning it is that this is like not necessarily really heavy, but it's just like there's a lot of energy coming through you and going in and out. Yeah. So what I've learned along the way is that in order to be able to do this work, you have to be able to read another person's energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that you're empathic to the very nth degree. And I do, I feel all of the feels. If somebody's coming in and they have anxiety, Mm -hmm. I start feeling the anxiety within my body a half an hour before they start to come in. And So they're not even in your physical space yet, but you're already like have a read on them. No. And and stuff comes through all the time. I'll tell you this. We were at the beginning of COVID and a gentleman, I believe he was like the guy beneath the sergeant in a police station um, passed away like from COVID and Mm. his partner would start coming through as I'm reading this People magazine article. Mm. And I had to say to the spirit, you know, listen, I love you and I would love to bring through messages to your partner, but I can't just go call up somebody and say, (laughs) can I give a reading for you? Yeah. So I'm talking to this gentleman who's passed away on the other side. And I said, if you tell your partner to contact me and they contact me, I will give that person a free reading. Like, 
but I just can't. Like, that's just not appropriate. You can't make a habit of calling up random people. Hi, I have a message for you from the other side. Yes. So, Marie, this is like on a Saturday or Sunday. I'm cleaning my house and I finally sit down at night to like watch TV and I'm scrolling through my emails and his partner emailed during the day. Yes. That is wild. I know. And so then I'm texting with him and we're trying to find a day to do the reading because I said, I'll give you a free reading. He's been coming through all day. I can't believe you actually emailed. And now this stuff happens all the time, right? This one. And so his partner's in my ear as I'm texting him. And literally, you know, those weeks when you look at your calendar and you're like, I am booked solid Mm -hmm. for two Mm -hmm. weeks. So I, so I told him that I'm like, I could get you in about two weeks from now. And his partner's like, I'm not leaving you alone (laughs) until you have this session with my person. And so I said, listen, he's in my ear. We have to just do this. Do you have time like right now? Because He's not going to leave my side. Yeah. That's the energy of it. The energy is with you. I tell my clients all the time because I have an angel Reiki school where I teach people how to create a spiritual business, unlock, develop all of your spiritual gifts, fuse Mm -hmm. them together in a unique way to serve humanity. And I tell them all the time, where there is energy, there is messages. Where Mm -hmm. there is no energy, there's no messages. Because that's a problem sometimes too. People are searching for messages where there are no messages. You have Mm. to go to where the energy is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So interesting. And I feel like if someone is not, if if this work is not on someone's radar, we maybe need to like do a quick glossary. (laughs) Sure. Of like, especially (laughs) what is, what is being an angel medium? What does it mean to have a spirit team? Just give us kind of, yeah, like the, the glossary from a high level. Okay. So Reiki has been around for hundreds of years, right? But I founded Angel Reiki and I'm going to kind of give you the high level here. When you go in for a Reiki or an energy healing session, you are having somebody work on the energy within your auric field, your chakras, and your physical body. And Mm -hmm. when you leave that session, I actually prefer an energy healing session versus a massage because I feel so much better after it Mm -hmm. as an empath. And you carry that yummy, delicious, relaxed energy within your physical being for like five to 10 days. But Mm. if you're just doing energy healing, that feeling is going to fade within five to 10 days. And you have to keep going back to the healer in order to feel that way. And we don't want that. I don't want that. So Angel Reiki bridges bringing through messages while someone is on the massage table. You're bringing through Reiki energy healing and it's a different type and method of energy healing. So it's not strictly Reiki, but there's a lot of elements to it. And with the messages, what happens here is a lot of people come through Everybody comes through and everybody has places where their egoic mind is blocking themselves from the life they want to be living. Mm. I work with business owners all the time. That is one of my like primary strong suits. I work with everybody though. I'm going to give you this example. A 20 year old woman comes in 
or 25, 26, 27. And she knows that she wants to have that family and that she Mm -hmm. sees herself having kids one day and she wants that partner to come into her life. But she's so alone and she feels like it's never going to happen. A lot of times I won't know that information and that person's grandma is going to come through and say, listen, we know that you want to have this family. You're so worked up that feeling that you're not going to have this come through. We're not going to let that happen. And I'll tell them, grandma's showing me this vision of you in your 30s with these adorable two little children and, you know, this beautiful family that you had wanted, this beautiful partnership. When that person leaves the session and they go back into their lives, when their mind comes in and at them and says, this is never going to happen for you. What if you Mm -hmm. never meet the person you're meant to be with? What if, what if, what if? Doom and gloom scenarios. That person's mind has a tool now. No. Mm -hmm. Grandma told me that I have this coming through and she showed me this vision. And instead of allowing myself to attach to the Mm -hmm. negativity within my head, I'm going to choose not to think about that, but instead think about the vision that my grandma showed me. Mm-hmm. And when you think about this in any way, shape, or form within life, it could be business, it could be just developing your intuition, whatever your goal is, we're all blocking ourselves in some way. Mm-hmm. And your spirit team is constantly working with you to pull you out of that and show you this vision of where they have you going. And it's that vision that helps you manifest it and Mm -hmm. get to it yeah it's interesting the more I I've been like definitely interested in different sides of spiritualism and different modalities and different ideas for quite a while but I I I would say I am more like skimming the surface of all of them but I haven't gone super deep in any one thing but what I keep noticing from all these different angles is they are all leading to the same place. You know what I mean? And so when I hear you talk about this and I hear about the power of having like certainty and having and the power of having a vision that you're clear on and that you've like feel secure in that relates to like what all the manifestation experts are teaching. That's what relates to all the people who are teaching about visualizations and aligned action. And like, it's all related. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. It's the confidence piece that people are Mm -hmm. missing. People allow themselves to get trapped by these egoic mind thoughts where Mm -hmm. we're really good for a couple weeks, maybe even a month in January. Yes, these are my goals. I'm going after them. And then your thoughts start to kind of come in and knock you, you know, one by one. And eventually Mm -hmm. we let them knock us down. And tuning into your spirit team, tuning into your angels and loved ones and what they have to say keeps you upright, keeps Mm. you pushing forward. And -hmm. I think it's a big piece that people are missing within manifestation. Yeah. Okay. Super interesting. So to give people more context, or I guess like For them to be able to anchor into the concept of having a spirit team, if I asked you to connect with my spirit team, what types of people or beings or energies might you be connecting to? Is it only people like loved ones that you know who have passed or who might you find or what might you find? 
Yeah. So what my gift is, is connecting with angels and loved ones. And I often see like we, we we're infinite beings, right? Our souls. And so Mm -hmm. are these minds that we have, we think that we've only lived these few lifetimes. We haven't, we've lived so many more Mm -hmm. lifetimes than you can imagine. Oftentimes the loved ones that come through are our guides on the other side as well. And Mm -hmm. so when you talk about a spirit team, your spirit team consists of God energy, loved ones, angels, and also sometimes ascended masters. People come Mm -hmm. in in different ways, had some big book authors on the other side come in yesterday to a session to a woman. And she's like, oh my God, he's on my spirit team. Like fangirling over the people in your spirit team. Yes. That's amazing. Sometimes you'll see Mary Magdalene or Mother Mary. Sometimes you'll see Buddha. You know, it doesn't have to be just religious. It can also be a lot of people who did their work here in this lifetime. Yeah. So like thought leaders and spiritual mentors and stuff. It doesn't just have to be people that like made it into the Bible or like the Bhagavad Gita or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. Amazing. That is just like so cool. And honestly, I used to be someone who was more of like a skeptic about the other side and like being able to connect with people after they've passed and stuff. But the more I've learned about it and the more I've researched Um, especially people's near-death experiences and how they're like all the same, the more I'm like, okay, I I cannot deny that there is something here, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I wonder if someone is skeptical, because I'm sure you encounter people all the time that are skeptical. What what have you found is like the thing that makes them at least open to all of this being real, quote unquote? Yeah, I really don't even go there. On the podcast, Angels and Awakening, every Thursday we share an angel story. Every Monday is an interview with a spiritual leader, but the Thursday ones are really interesting because we've done over 400 episodes, and when you get hundreds of stories- Like so much evidence. Yes. I mean, I probably have over a thousand stories filed away of- how spirit comes through, just like the story I told about my dad or Mm -hmm. the story about that gentleman coming through when I was reading the People magazine article. When you have a thousand of those, there's just the the validation that you personally get from spirit makes you a believer. And so I can't like intellectually talk with somebody and like make them believe. Mm -hmm. The best way is to pray for spirit to come into that person's life and work their magic within that person's life. When I first got into this work, my husband always said he was an atheist. Now he says he's agnostic, which is like Mm -hmm. he more so doesn't know what he believes. Yeah. Um, Like there, you you think there's a higher power. You feel connected to like something. You're just like, it's not clear exactly what that is yet. For sure. Yeah. And Spirit had always said, Julie, you don't have to talk to him about this. You don't have to coach him. Like, let mm-hmm. us take the wheel on this. Mm-hmm. And a couple years ago, he came to me and he goes, have you ever heard of transcendental meditation? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I think I want that to be my Christmas gift. And I said, Ooh. okay. So we did that. And that was his own method, right? A lot mm-hmm. of times people don't want to go down the exact same path as their partner or their parent. And so they need to go down their own and we need to allow them to have that. It's Mm -hmm. kind of their space. 
within their spiritual journey. And so as long as we give that to people, huge validations will show up for them. I think it's more so when we're beating them over the head with it. Mm. I even Mm -hmm. find this with girls who are friends with one another and they're pushing another friend to come in and see me. If that friend really doesn't want to be there, there's not as much that's going to come through. She's not going to get that much benefit out of it. And I always tell my clients, please don't do that. Like it's so uncomfortable for me. It's uncomfortable for Like please don't come against like like against your will. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm not like needing clients over here. There are clients banging on the door who want to get a session. I don't need you to send somebody who's really not interested. Like just let the people come who really want the reading yeah. because that's where the magic happens. They're open. They're ready to receive those messages and it's a life changing for them. And that's what it should be. Okay. Hold on. I needed to interrupt this episode quickly because I've realized that it doesn't matter how hard you work or even how quote unquote productive you are, how many hours you put in, if you are going hard in the wrong direction, which is why it is so important to be clear and confident about your goals. And that's the exact reason why I've incorporated goal setting into all of my coaching programs. Because if my clients are not clear on their goals, if they don't know where we're going and why we're going there, it doesn't matter what strategies we pull out. It doesn't matter how much planning we do. We have to get clear on what the destination is first. And so I swear by this goal setting visualization, and it is something that previously was only available to my clients. It's a visualization that I lead and I walk you through. And now I've made it available for free for everyone. I swear by it. Even if you're not a visualization girly, I have just converted so many people into loving a good visualization with this exact exercise. So I'm going to leave a link to it in the episode description, or you can head immediately to mariewold.goals. That's M-A-R-I-E-W-O-L-D.com slash goals. Again, it is totally free. It will take you 25 minutes and I've hooked you up with a bonus workbook just to help you reflect and process and really start implementing on all the breakthroughs that you have. So enjoy. Let me know how it goes because I know it's going to be a game changer for you. And let's get back to the episode. And I think that that really I think the quote is like the paths are many. The road is one. Yeah. Is that the, is that the quote? Like everyone can take their own path. Everyone has, I think, a different entry point that feels like juicy or aligned or intriguing. And then similar to what I said, like you start seeing all of these synchronicities and you see all these commonalities between all the different paths, basically. And then everyone agrees in the end, like everyone's on the same page in the end, but you kind of find your way differently. Yeah, 100 percent. Okay, amazing. So something that you've talked about throughout this so far is how when you tap into your intuition, when you're able to tap into your spirit team and guidance, huge benefit or huge outcome of that is being able to like reach our goals and realize our dream life. And so how do you see, I know you said you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, how do you see entrepreneurs like harnessing guidance from their spirit team or harnessing their intuition and how can we 
get better at that? Is it just yeah. practice and being open to it or what does that look like? Okay, so I'm I'm involved in a bunch of different C-suite organizations where you're working mm-hmm. with eight-figure, seven-figure different entrepreneurs. And you know most entrepreneurs, people who are have their own business, people who are highly driven to the top of their industry, most of them are ADHD in some way, right? Or like to- You don't say. On some spectrum, <laughs> yes. And this is one of like the hugest tips I can give all of those folks. Most are visionaries too. So they Mm -hmm. see different visions, daydreams, imagery within their mind. And once they see it, they can go build it. Mm -hmm. However, the way communication works with the other side and connecting with your life plan and, and understanding really your purpose here is you're often gonna see a vision of the end goal. Now, Mm. think of your life as a book, right? And Marie has all these different chapters in her book, and there's one major big goal in each one of those. Right. So you go in for a reading, and you're going to see the chapter that you're in. What's the big goal that you're headed towards right now? So most of these entrepreneurs get the end vision first. They see themselves Mm. writing a book, sitting down in Barnes and Noble. There's a line. People are coming to get their book signed. And because we're such fast doers and creators, we feel like that book needs to be written tomorrow or within the next year. Yeah. And we don't allow the divine time of the process. Spirit is not giving you something, a vision to go and do tomorrow and have completed tomorrow or even next year. They are giving you the goal for the chapter of this period of your life. That might mm. take you five years to achieve. That might take you 10 years to achieve. But this is what you're working towards. And mm-hmm. what is in the middle is a series of action steps, putting one foot in front of the other and taking action after action. And if anybody has watched that new flick on Netflix with Jonah Hill did it with his counselor, they talk about these action steps and that life is just a series of one action after another. And you have to expect within each action that there's going to be, they say, like a little bit of poo, right? Yeah. In each in each of the action steps, you're going to have a pain period or yeah. a learning period or a challenge in each one of those actions. Mm-hmm. And what happens along the way is everybody's starting out on a line, all of the entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. They're working towards their goals and they experience that pain. Or they experience that challenge and they all start to fall off. Well, Mm. I guess, you know, I got a bad review. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. They stop Mm. doing it. Or they experience this challenge over here and they stop what they're doing. And Marie, the secret to life and the secret to success is that some people give up and some people keep going. There's there's a quote by Babe Ruth. It's hard to beat a person who doesn't stop. Yeah. Who doesn't mm-hmm. give up. Mm-hmm. The people who keep going just keep taking action with blind mm-hmm. faith towards the vision that spirit keeps sending them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah, and I, like, when you talk about that, I think back to times where I've, I've just had this knowing that, like, this is something. Like, this is something meant for me. I'm supposed to keep going or like this just feels right for me. I don't know what, why. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how this is all going to come together. But like this just feels like the step and I'm just going to take this step and then I'm going to figure out what the step after that is and I'm just going to keep going. And sometimes people don't believe me when I say that like I've, I've gotten to where I have gotten in business and life and things like that. I'm 27. Like people can't wrap their head around it that I sold my first thing on the internet when I was 17 just because it felt like the right thing to do. (laughs) Like I just, I started an Instagram and I started posting because that felt really exciting and like purpose led for me. And then I started selling stuff and then I got bullied for it, but I just like kept going because that just felt like what I was supposed to be doing. And I think so many people have those little like nods or like nudges and I'm certainly not perfect. This isn't like everyone should be like me and like listen to their <laughs> intuition. But like y- what you're saying is just bringing up like these these examples of like, oh, yeah, that that like I knew that was right. And there are other times where I've like ignored it and ignored it. And been like, no, I don't want to. Like, I don't know. And then like you just can't. Eventually you just can't ignore the nudges anymore. And you're like, yeah. OK, fine. And then it makes sense. But I think you're like in my experience, especially as a business coach, like so many people want to understand, like, give me the exact blueprint, like map out the entire path for me, because otherwise I can't stay locked in. Otherwise, I don't believe that it's possible. And it's like there's so much discomfort in just taking the next step and then like the next step and like holding the vision and yeah. trusting that like the map is going to fill in <laughs> as yeah. you go. Oh, I've got the perfect story. You just hit the nail on the head. So Amazing. when I was in my early 20s, I had started writing for the Daily Herald, which is the third largest newspaper in Illinois when I was 14. And when I was in my early 20s, I knew I would write a book one day. Mm. So after college, I would pray like every day, God, just send me the topic of the book you want me to write. I'll go, I'll get to work. I'll research it. I'll write it. And I kept hearing when you're 33, you'll know when you're Mm. 33, you'll know. And I simultaneously in my daily life would also hear, go take this course with this person. Mm -hmm. Go to this meditation center and try this. Go read this book. Go study over here with this person. And I was so pissed off as an early 20-something that God was not providing me with the book topic that I was going to write about that I was like, can I swear on here? Yeah, of course. Okay. (laughs) I was like, fuck that shit. If they're not going (laughs) to give me the book title, I'm not messing around with all this other stuff. Yeah, that must feel like you're like ping-ponging all over the place and like it's not connecting yet. Right. Little did I know the way that the system works, and that's what you were just talking about too. They gave me the end vision. I Mm -hmm. knew I would write the book one day, but I wasn't going to have the book idea until I was 33. Mm. And the steps that I was supposed to be taking along the way was exactly what Spirit was saying. Go study with this person. 
Go research with this person. Go learn from this book. Go to this meditation center. Had I done those things, it would have been piecing together all of the information that I had needed Mm -hmm. for the book. Like they were giving me the book. It just was in a roundabout way. So what the angels are saying to tell everybody here is I was asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. I was praying, God, give me the topic of the book. Instead of saying, God, what is the next action step you need me to take right now today in my life in order to write this book later? Mm-hmm. And by the way, when I was 33, my dad passed away. And that's when I started hearing mm-hmm. from him. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm like, I, I shouldn't even be surprised that it all came <laughs> together that way. Like we, we've reached this full circle moment, but that's so cool. And I think that's so affirming because for many of the women I work with who are entrepreneurs, like they have felt those nudges and they felt that like knowing of like, oh, I, I'm supposed to do something with this. And I'm like supposed to work with you or get that book or like download this podcast episode or whatever and they like feel these nudges but they almost don't want to like believe that they're real or they don't they don't want to like I feel like they kind of gaslight themselves of like oh well I'm just gonna go over here and do this like little easy thing that society expects from me instead of actually dropping into the the unknown of like what feels in my purpose yeah when you feel stuck and you feel like you're having a hard time accomplishing the goal in the chapter of life that you're in in that moment, the way that the angels work with that energy is they want you to peer into, because we're all very highly empathic. Entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. are very all like highly attuned to this energy. They just don't Mm -hmm. know exactly how they're working with it. And, And understanding that really helps you to understand the energy that you're feeling in your everyday But when you peer into and get the vision of the next chapter you're heading into after this one, it makes the chapter that you're in right now, it diminishes you making it Mount Everest. It's no Mm. longer Mount Everest because now you have another Mount Everest over here to climb. So Mm -hmm. this one becomes a little mohill and you find that you accomplish that goal very quickly. Mhm. Mhm. You're this this is not my like final boss challenge like this is just a lesson along the way or like something I need to accomplish along the way. Yeah. But how does that not feel overwhelming? You know what I mean when you realize like oh my Everest is actually like way farther <laughs> off than than how I've been perceiving things like how do you not be overwhelmed by how much is it left to go? Because you recognize the amount of time that you have Mm. to get it done. So I came out with my first book this past year and I was really stressing about it, stressing about writing it because I wanted it to just be perfect. You know, I wanted people to get so much out of it. I made actually two books and instead of selling them as two books, I just wanted everybody to have them in one. So we put them together. So it's almost like a 300 page book with just everything all in one place. And I was stressing, 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 making this my Mount Everest. And Spirit said, Julie, you're going to write more books in this lifetime than Wayne Dyer did when he was here. So I went on Google and I put how many books did Wayne Dyer write? (laughs) And it was like over 40. And I was like, okay, so this is just one. Like this is the first one out of 40. Like 
I have my entire life to get this done and I can relax into. I'm putting way too much pressure on this one piece and there's 39 other pieces. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It takes pressure off like that one step. And I, I think also something that I've really worked on is like having a bigger vision for as I grow my business, like what is this actually serving? Because at a certain point, like your next year and your next revenue goal or your next like level you're scaling to it, like it's not at a certain point, it doesn't become like this life changing money anymore. And so I had to really anchor into like, what is like the long term vision for like the company, the thought leadership, the lifestyle, the impact, like the legacy, all that stuff. And once I anchored into like zoomed out, Mm -hmm. I I started being able to just roll with like the day to day stuff so much more easily. Like, oh, there's like a contract issue or a launch didn't go the way I wanted or something flopped, like whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) Just going to keep it moving. Like there's no other path forward than to keep moving. Yeah. And I, and like the zoom out is so helpful for that. It is. I had the blessing this year of getting some eight figure entrepreneurs as mentors who just kind of like spirit placed them in my path. Mm -hmm. And Getting to know them this year and getting to understand their businesses, you think about the seven-figure mark and there's so much pressure there, right? Mm -hmm. And when you meet these folks who are making eight figures and they have so much ease within Mm -hmm. their lives Mm -hmm. and you see how their business is structured and the services that they're offering, you're like, holy cow. Mm -hmm. This isn't that far off. And I used to have so much guilt over, you know, the money piece because I was just not raised with like having much of anything like that and just having to work from an early age for everything that I wanted. But I also have found so much peace in that and we're able to donate and give away. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to give away over like $70,000, Wow! you know, over this next year um, mm-hmm. in services. And that's just huge to be able mm-hmm. to, to do that. Yeah, that's incredible. And we're, we're talking so much about growth and like expansion and goals and vision. And something that always comes up when we explore these things is like, but I'm so scared. Like, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of judgment. I'm afraid of letting myself down. And I think sometimes the question that people ask a lot is, how can I tell if it's fear or intuition, right? Mm -hmm. Because like hiring the mentor, launching the business, raising your prices, going back to school, asking for the raise, like whatever it is, that's usually scary to an extent. And so how do we know if like that gut feeling is, oh, I shouldn't do it or like, oh, this is just stretchy and a new level? Yeah. It's alignment. It's the alignment. Mm-hmm. Learning to feel alignment within yourself is learning to tune into a part of your intuition. So mm-hmm. is it scary but aligned or is it scary and not aligned? These are two mm-hmm. very different energies. When you go within yourself, have you ever looked at the work of Dr. Dispenza? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he talks about the brain and how we actually wire the brain to learn. 
Mm-hmm. You no one feels comfortable when they're first yeah. doing a new thing. And that's every step of your business as you're mm-hmm. taking it because you actually don't have the wiring, the neural networks within your brain to have comfort or security with it. You, right. That only comes from taking the action and doing the step. So it's not practice that makes take perfect. It's just that action itself gives you comfort, security, and peace with the neural mm-hmm. networks within your head. And when you, at the beginning, tune into your energy and you're like, okay, I'm feeling a lot of nervous energy about this. Do I feel like this is aligned? God, universe, or spirit team, should I whatever it is, come on Marie's podcast today. And you're like, yes, I feel total peace with Marie. Maybe it's that Mm -hmm. a person is just scared to come on a podcast in general. Okay. Well, now you're picking apart the fear and you're looking at the different components of the fear. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. step is an alignment with my path, but I'm nervous because I've never done this action step before. And that's Mm -hmm. very different from... Some people just have anxiety in general about speaking. Like they can do their Mm -hmm. own podcast, but they don't want to be on anything else. They just, (laughs) and that's okay, but that's who they are. That's their path. And if they have that much anxiety and fear and it's stressing their nervous system that much to be out there, then that's not the path for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just dropping into that space of like, does this bring me more of what I want? And is it like stretchy and uncomfy or is it just like unaligned and uncomfy? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really helpful because sometimes it does feel similar and it's like the practice of, for me, I've like gained so much more confidence in my intuition, like my inner knowing by simply trusting it and being like, I'm going to see where this goes. And then it works out. And I was like, right. Or sometimes I wasn't right. And then I'm like, oh, that was actually a different feeling. And like you kind of calibrate, like you you tune into the intuition with a little bit of like trial and error. And maybe would you suggest that people like do that with maybe they play around with like some lower stakes questions to like gain their confidence and then you can build your way up. Like it doesn't need to be like, intuition, should I move across the country as like your first test? (laughs) Right. Well, there's also like logic and discernment here too. You know, my husband's a teacher. He's the most amazing, wonderful man. He makes a teacher's salary. And Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, my income contributes to the financial bills. And if I'm not working, we're under, right? Mm -hmm. In the red every month. And so when I first started my business, I had to have a part-time job in my old industry working 20 hours a week. And it was the wildest thing. It just dropped in my lap at the right time, this opportunity. So here I had half of my old income coming in and the other 20 hours a week, but we we all work more than that at the beginning, right? I was building up my business. And so I remember my husband coming in to the living room and being like, if you don't make $40,000 the very first year, can you quit this and maybe like go back to work? And I was like, yeah, but that's never happening. So sure, I'll make that agreement. Yeah, yeah, um, deal. Yeah, for sure. When you have that logic and that discernment, you're taking steps within your comfort safety zone, but you're pushing that risk. You're inching it out, right? Mm -hmm. You're not like, 
You don't have to like free fall (laughs) like outside the outside the zone. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like a little you find the edge and then you just like just stretch it a little bit like one one move at a time. And I think that's true for everything. Like I found that to be super true with like holding tension and holding pressure in the business and holding my own like nervous system, being able to regulate myself and being able to be okay with like paying my team like I didn't have a team of like 10 people overnight like I hired one person (laughs) you know and then you hire the second person then you keep going and it's like I think it's so easy to look at the people see the people you look up to and be like wow they're so far away but what I've learned getting in the room with people are who are ahead of me and like the mentors that I've hired and the podcasts I've listened to even people just tuning into their free podcasts is like oh, they didn't get there by taking this massive leap. Like they literally just did it one step at a time. And I feel like that's probably the core theme and like big takeaway of this episode is like, just take the next step. Yeah. Just take the next step and like trust the process basically. Yeah. 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 And the other thing that it comes down to too, that I think you we've talked about a lot throughout this episode, it, I call it your earthbound spirit team. So we mm-hmm. have a spirit team in heaven on the other side who's working in our favor, But we have to form an earthbound spirit team here. Mm. And as you're growing, you need different mentors in different areas. You need Mm -hmm. to focus on your business, but you also need to continue developing yourself personally. Because if you're not shifting out of some old mindset and self-limiting beliefs, that business isn't growing. That business Mm -hmm. grows with you and it grows you too. So as you build that earthbound spirit team and you really get the resources you need, that is part of the action step too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like there's so much more here and that I had such a hard time even picking like where I wanted this conversation to go. But for everyone who's feeling that same way, they want to dig more into your work. They want to tune into your podcast. They want to maybe learn how to tap into their own gifts. Like where do they go to get more from you, to learn from you, to join your community? Yeah. Yeah. Get your book. They can go over to theangelmedium.com. I'm on Instagram at Angel Podcast. We have a new kids podcast called Intuitive Kids, if there's any moms out there. And then I really have two big services, an angel Reiki school that teaches you how to develop all of your spiritual gifts and fuse them together to start a business. And then my angel membership, which is really about your own personal growth, your own Mm -hmm. development. And it takes you on on a journey every year of of growing your intuition in new ways. Mm, love that. Yeah. So fun. So much more to like learn and explore and lean into. So I will definitely be like poking around at all the things as well. Please send Julie so much love and gratitude for her sharing her gifts and her messages with us today. Julie, thank you so much for coming on and I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. You too, Marie. 